Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I am the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. We are also certified financial planners. We have, there's four of us in our office that are certified, as well as an attorney to help our clients with estate planning, as well as other uh, legal things. We are fiduciaries. And if you'd like to know what a fiduciary is, just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, every week what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in retirement update, I want to talk about IRAs. And for most of you that are listening to me, you're going, yeah, yeah, I understand IRAs. I I, I either contribute to them or I've got my 401k at work or whatever it is. But I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of people mess up on them. A lot of people make mistakes regarding their IRAs. And again, if you look at the IRA uh, balances, we have close to $11 trillion in IRAs. Most of those came, of course, they transferred over from 401ks, from people from the working and putting money into their retirement plans. But there is a lot of changes, particularly with the SECURE Act that just occurred, in last year. So they moved the required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half up to 72, but also they left the qualified charitable deduction uh, distribution age at 70 and a half. They didn't move it up to 72. So I'm just saying there's a lot of things that you need to be aware of. And the biggest mistake that most people make is they wait until the last minute of contribution. Now, if you're one of those that you say you do your taxes, you say, okay, I guess I guess I, I, I could put money into my IRA. Had you did it on January 1st of 2020, your gain on that money would have been close to 18% last year if you just would have put it in the general marketplace. If you do it on a monthly basis every month, I mean, that's probably the best way to make any kind of contribution is you don't even think about it. It comes right out of your paycheck, right out of your checking account, and it goes into your account. The other question a lot of people have, and they say, should I put it into a traditional IRA or should they put it into a Roth account? And we have some strategies that we lay out for people regarding that. And one of them is to determine how much your spending needs are going to be at retirement. And we want that money to be in the traditional accounts. On excess contributions, we, we talk about Roth and we consider, we, uh, we recommend people put money into Roth on the excess, because remember, even though it's after tax, it's going to be money that you are going to not have to pay any taxes on, and you're not under current, um, any kind of minimum distributions when you reach that, those ages. And even, even if your income, even if your income exceeds the contribution, some of you listening to me may have sat down with your CPA and sat down, 
They say, can I put money into an IRA? And they're saying, no, you made too much money and you've already maxed out your contributions on your others. But have they talked to you about a non-deductible IRA contribution? Now, this is, this is something a lot of people don't, aren't even aware of. You could put that in a traditional non-deductible IRA. And once it's in there, you can do what we refer to as a backdoor Roth IRA conversion. And the main vir virtue of a traditional non-deductible IRA is that you have this conduit to this Roth IRA, but you have to, it's a two-step process. And if you'd like to know more about that, it's a great way to accumulate money in a tax for those of you that are in the higher income level or the higher contribution level, and you're just not able to get as much deduction, but you still can take advantage of a contribution and get it kind of put into an account that is not going to be a, be, be a is not going to come under any kind of additional tax. So um, the other thing that a lot of people talk about, you know, a lot of the people miss, and that is their spousal. So if you're if your wife, let's say, does it can be a man or a woman is not earning, in other words, they're a stay-at-home person, they're not working outside the home, they can still do a spousal contribution provided that you meet certain income levels. So therefore, it is something that you want to take uh, consideration of and make sure you double. Uh, you want to make sure you put money. So for example, if you have a retirement plan at work, let's say you're putting money in your 401k and you start to do your taxes, you don't even think about if your wife is at home and she's not earning income, you know, people forget that they can put money in for the spousal IRA. And it's, again, either between six dollars and $7,000 a year. It's nothing to sneeze at, particularly if you do it over a long period of time. Now, putting money into uh, accounts, one of the things that, that a lot of people do is they lock in their, um, how do I say that? They lock in their allocations. So they, they start out with a certain allocation and oftentimes, if it's set for you by your employer, in other words, the plan sets this thing and you have money continue, you don't revisit it. And what I've seen again and again is that I sit down and talk with people, they got money going into money market account for crying out loud. And the rate of return on that capital is so dismal. And if you do it for the long term, you're, you, are, you are leaving literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table that you would be getting on your account had you just allocated appropriately. So you need to think of this money as pension-like growth. In other words, you need to have professional management of this capital. If you're not willing to do that, then you need to sit down and talk with somebody. And we do that a lot with our clients. We help them with the allocation of their assets while they're still working because that money needs to be managed. It needs to be overseen and it needs to be allocated appropriately that will give you the rate of return over your lifetime. So many times people get so obsessed with what's happening currently, let's say the market goes up or down, they forget about the long term. And if you look at the long term perspective, your allocation should be in equities, folks. It it's not should not be in fixed accounts because you are missing out on huge gains in your account by not doing that. Another thing, another mistake that a lot of people do is when they transfer out of their 401k or even moving from IRA to IRA, they have, they have the money come to them. Now, you've got 60 days in which to reallocate that to another qualified account, whether it be an IRA or a 401k or something like that. So I recommend that we don't do that. We do a trustee to trustee transfer so you don't get yourself into hot water if you miss the deadlines. You need to also pay attention to your beneficiary designation. 
Remember, the money that sits in your IRA, you have a beneficiary stated on there somewhere. You have a primary and hopefully a contingent, and it does not follow your will or your trust. It does not follow your estate plan. It follows the beneficiary designation. And if you receive an inherited IRA, you better seek some advice on that because there are a lot of different options that you can deal with in order to receive that money appropriately. I've had sat down with many beneficiaries and I, I lay out all the options to them and they kind of look at me going, I had no idea. And so it is something that you want to be really careful about and you want to manage that going forward. Again, if I've triggered some nerves, I've triggered some information that, hey, I'd like to know more about that, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you and help you through the process to make smart decisions about your money. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. Well, we came out with some phenomenal numbers. Uh, total consumer spending on goods rose by 5.8% in January, with spending on consumer durable goods up 8.4%, and spending on non-durable consumer goods was up 4.3%. These, and some of these numbers are actually better than what they were pre-pandemic. So what this is showing that is that consumers um, – yeah, the level, I mean, it, it's if you look at the spending on consumer durable goods, it's now 19.8% above pre-pandemic levels. And with spending on non-durable consumer goods, it is 6.4% higher than uh, pre-pandemic. So what we're seeing is a breakout. Uh, people are tired of staying at home and they've got a lot of savings. I've talked about this in previous programs. We have, we're sitting on literally about $3 trillion in bank accounts. And a lot of this has to do with the stimulus money that you've received, maybe your unemployment, maybe, maybe, maybe you're just you're making money, but you're not going anywhere. So the savings rate has jumped up to 20 and a half percent, which is phenomenal, folks. And so because of all the stimulus, people's incomes generally across most households hasn't reduced that much. Now, if you happen to be in a job where you've been kicked really hard, you know, I don't I don't want to be unsympathetic, but about 85% of the population have not really received a reduction in their income, but they have received, they have seen a reduction in their expenses. And this is what's happening is we're piling a lot of money into savings. Now, as we come to the end of this pandemic and in the next several months, I think we're going to see even more and more good news. And I've got an article in my next section I'll talk about. 
But I think what we're seeing right now is we're going to see a burst of consumer spending because people are wanting to get out. So as the pandemic starts to wane and people feel more comfortable, you're going to see more purchasing. And I think we're going to see a crossover into a lot of other areas like travel and things like that. But generally speaking, across the economy, we're starting to see, I mean, employers right now are, they're, they're begging for employees. So in many cases, and I talked about this last week, there could be a moral hazard with this next stimulus package. So if the Senate passes this package, I mean, we're going to see additional money flowing into people's households. And people are going to make more money by not going to work than if they went to work. And it creates a problem. But at the same point in time, we are washed with money. We have money so much of it. I mean, interest rates are still very low for mortgages. Banks have phenomenal amounts of capital. And this money and the cost of it, you know, it, it, you know people are looking for inflation and we just haven't seen it. Now, one of the reasons, I mean, the reason that we, haven't, we don't have inflation has a lot to do with um, it's, it's the population growth. So like in America right now, if you look at our real population growth, it's only about a half a percent a year. But if you go to Europe, it's actually negative. Russia's negative. China's pretty flat. You know, it's going slightly, but it's pretty flat. And a lot of things that causes inflation is demand. And if the demand, you know, if we don't have a population increase, the demand isn't there. And so what you have is a kind of a nominal. So even with all this money, that's why the money is going into savings accounts because people don't have a place to put it. They don't have a, they don't have a demand. Now, in some, some households, the money that you're going to get as far as stimulus could be a lifesaver. I mean, it's a matter of paying the rent, it's keeping the roof over your head, putting food on the table. For the vast majority of the people, that's not the issue. The issue is I've got all this money, now what am I supposed to do with it? So what happens is they don't spend it and it just goes. And what and what the government wants you to do is to spend it. They want you to go put that money into the economy. But you can't force people to spend money on things they don't want. What we're seeing is a breakout, though, because there's been a pent-up demand. So I think what you're going to see is a continuation through this year, and there's going to be a higher demand for products and services that we haven't been able to enjoy over the last year because you know, let's face it, we've all been like in Groundhog Day, you know, every day has been kind of the same. You wake up and it just seems like it never changes. And we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that people are going to start to break out and start to spend some of this money. In fact, they're already doing it. Now, on top of that, uh, the Biden administration wants to pour another, I don't know, trillion, two trillion dollars into infrastructure. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a mistake or not, but I'm telling you that all this debt out there and all this capital has to be utilized. And what I'm saying is, is that one of the key factors is that the more that the government is involved in the economy, the less productive and efficient the economy becomes, because the government is not responsible to make a profit. When you have private enterprise, private enterprise is very concerned about the use of that capital and the return of that capital and the return on that capital. Government just has a tendency to push money out there and they're not as efficient. And if you're, pay, if you're paying people to stay home, you're going to have higher unemployment. You're going to have higher cost taxes. You're going to, I mean, all these factors all come together. Now, again, I'm not predicting what the future holds, but I'm just saying from a macroeconomic standpoint, we're going to see, we're going to see growth probably through this year and probably into next year. But after that, you, you're, you know, the gun's going to be empty. How are you going to start putting more and more stimulus out there? It has to be used up and the money just can't sit in the bank. And if it does just sit in the bank, 
it's going to it's going to cause kind of a stall out. So, but right now we are seeing phenomenal growth in key areas, particularly in industrial and other cyclicals and utilities, commodities. All these things are getting a big lift, and I think you're going to continue to see that lift as we go through this year. So, therefore, on a tactical standpoint, you should be invest in equities. Equities are going to give you your best outcome for this year. I, there's there's going to be uh, you know pullbacks from time to time, but generally over the long haul, we see a very very good outcome for the economy as best as we can see it from this standpoint. If you'd like to know more information or how we gather and how we manage accounts based on this information, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011 or just simply go onto our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com and go through there and ask if you'd like to see us or have contact with us. There's plenty of places where you can click on something and we'll reach out to you and be able to answer your questions or potentially set up a meeting with you. We use Microsoft Teams in most of our meetings, but we're starting to meet with people on an individual basis. So anyway, anything of interest to you, reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you. Stay tuned to my next section. It's, it's going to be about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. Do you, I mean, I don't know if you track where you're at. I mean, you're listening to me, but do you track the infection rate, the number of people, the fatalities from COVID? And you see that the infection rate has dropped phenomenally. In fact, the cases have dropped down 77% over the last six, six weeks. So we've seen a dramatic fall. Now, there's the reason I'm bringing that up is there's an article that came out in the Wall Street Journal that says, we'll have herd immunity by April. Now, this is written by Mart. Marty McCary, and he is a professor, he's a doctor at John Hopkins, John Hopkins School of Medicine, and he wrote this article kind of in protest, and I really like it because it has a lot of factual information in it, and in saying, you know, the reason that we're falling off so much right now, because it is not just because people are getting vaccinated, and it's probably not just because people are social distancing, but because we're starting to have more herd immunity within the system. So again, he said, you know, a lot of the critical factors, a lot of crucial facts have been largely ignored. And the fact that we've seen a dramatic decline in cases, uh, the plummeting, it, it's, it's, it's happening faster than what a lot of experts predicted. And his analysis, going back to it, he says, in large part, because natural immunity from prior infection is far more common than can be measured by testing. So even though people are testing for it, he said testing hasn't been, it's, not, it's only capturing about 10 to 25% of the infections. So depending upon when during the pandemic someone got the virus, applying a time-weighted case, and he goes through the analysis in this particular article, is that, that this means about 55% of the people already have a natural immunity to it. 
So again, I think what we're starting to see is a light at the end of the tunnel. And this article here gives you evidence of why some of this is happening right now. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that you are bulletproof, but what I am saying is that a lot of the things that have occurred and a lot of the suspicions, because I've talked to a lot of people saying, well, it's not as bad as everybody says it is. Well, if you've lost a loved one, it's pretty bad. Or if you've had somebody who's been severely sick, it's pretty bad. I'm not trying to minimize or sweep under the rug the, you know, the, the evidence is out there. But what I'm saying is this particular, this particular article, this doctor talks about that there's a lot of evidence to say that we've had other immunity. I mean, there's a lot of people probably had a higher infection rate within the natural, you know, prior to the announcement back in uh, February, March of last year. And he said, um, you know, we've only had it, you know, as of this week, we only had 15% of Americans have received the vaccine vaccination. And um, there's a reason to think the country is racing towards an extremely low level of infection. You know, Texas just announced that they're going to not require people to wear masks in public settings. But I think the at the current uh, path that it's taking right now, uh, his comments on, he says, you'll expect COVID will be mostly gone by April, allowing Americans to resume normal life. You know, I don't know about you, but that is really good news to me. Uh, my wife and I, we've got we've got our second shot here recently, so we feel like we have done our part and the vaccinations were not horrible. I think we had some very nominal symptoms and I always encourage people to go ahead and get their shot. There are some people that will not get it, but, um, you know, that's a personal choice. And I, I'm not sure exactly how society is going to deal with that. But I think um, what he talks about in this article that he believes that that the. Um, coronavirus will become endemic. In other words, we'll probably have to get a booster shot or some kind of follow-up maybe on an annual basis because he said this thing is mutating and as it mutates, it changes a little bit. So the vaccination you have may not be as effective in years to come. Anyway, I, you know, every and I've, had, I've talked to people about there. Some people really have some strong political views about all this, but the COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. are real. And I don't want to um, discount any of that that has occurred. That's not my point here in this particular segment. What I'm trying to do is just to give you facts and information. And if you'd like to have a copy of this article, I'd be more than happy to send it out to you. Um, it, the, the title of the article, article says, we'll have herd immunity by April. I just think that it's filled with a lot of facts. He, and he's somebody who is not just a political bent or somebody who has a, uh, an outcome, he's giving facts and information. And he's a, he's a professor at Johns Hopkins University is probably the most noted source of information about coronavirus. When you hear people talk, they always seem to cite that organization, that institution. So therefore he's in the midst of it. He's at ground level at to where all this stuff is coming from. And he, he goes on to talk about it. He said, you know, we people got together at Christmas and they were supposed to be a huge ramp up in infections. And he said, it didn't happen. He said, the reason it didn't happen. He says, we probably had more, more people that already had infection rates prior to this. And so it's starting to calm down just naturally. So anyway, as we go forward, uh, this article here gives me a tremendous amount of hope that we are starting to see the end of this, this nightmare, and we get our lives back to normal. And if you'd like to have a copy, give me a call. You know, my phone number is 951-684-7011. Or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirement.com 
unlimited.com. Remember, everything I do here, I try to keep you up to date and give you information that you can use and benefit your life. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.